All right, welcome to another episode of Mundelein Minute. We are recapping the Village Board meeting from yesterday, March 14th at uh, 7 p.m. Are we going to talk about committee of the whole meeting? Oh, yeah. We had a committee of the whole meeting, too. I never know what your plan is. This is obviously not scripted. <laughs> Generally, we don't have a plan. Okay. There was also committee of the whole meeting at 630. Yep. On March, Monday, whatever that was yesterday. Yeah. So 14th. I'm Eric Schwenk. I'm a trustee in the Village of Mundelein. Me, too. But You're I'm Eric not Schwenk. Eric Schwenk. No. Who are you? <laughs> I'm Kara Lambert. I'm also a trustee. Yeah. And uh, this is my house. Cameras. Uh, there's... There's kids, one's putting together a Lego set in the room behind the camera. Crazy and Lego set. A crazy Lego set he saved up for months and months to, to get. That's so cool. Um, there's cats, there's a bird, there's a lot of noise in this house. So, um, you know, bear with yeah, us. Yeah, bear with us. And um, the disclaimer of no taxpayer dollars were used to generate, distribute this podcast. So, on with it. So, Committee of the Whole, we heard from, I didn't print out that agenda, the Economic Development Commission. We heard from the commissions. The, the commissions, yeah. Should we just use that term? Yeah, it was a, a An committee update. of the whole on committees and commissions. <laughs> <laughs> well, that doesn't sound bureaucratic at all. Well, at and this all. was born but out was... of the Arts Commission bringing the um, statue. statue to the village board, and we really didn't understand that that was coming our way. No. So we expressed. And I made a big fuss about not having a plan and like not knowing what was going on. And yeah, so we then expressed I that we, answers. we needed to know a little bit more about what our com committees and commissions were doing. Yeah. And this got brought our way. So let's see. We heard from the Arts Commission, which does literally everything, everything. arts. And they kind of. And this year they're hoping to add dance, which is the only art they hadn't touched on yet. Yes. That was cool. Yeah. So um, lots of cool activities. Uh, the Historical Commission about the museum, which opens back up for the season this Saturday. Is it this Saturday? Yeah. With some new exhibits? Yeah. Cool. Uh, Economic Development Commission? Yeah. Is that it? Arts? There was one more. Economic Development. Oh my gosh, we looked Who did we forget? Right no, that was it. Arts, Historical, Economic Development. I think there was one more. That's it, man. Oh. All right. I'll look it up. You look it up on the agenda. And oh, I'll, yeah, yeah. You talk. You we'll, worry. We'll switch over and talk about the uh, committee. I'm sorry, the village board meeting. Because there really wasn't much to talk about with the committee of the whole. Other than, like, other what than... they're working on and, like, the updates from all of them. Correct. Correct. And, like, what the purposes of all of them are just to remind people. Like, well, and we do up. have some, some newer trustees that have only been there for a year now. And this is this is actually the first time we've had this whole um, report yeah. since we've been on the board. Yeah, usually yeah. the historical commission is the one that gives us like a full report, like a big report. Correct, correct. Um, but this time we got it all. Yeah, MCC. Oh, Mundelein Community Connection. Yes. And because they're not necessarily a commission. Yes. And they are a standalone nonprofit that the village helps financially. Yeah. Um, and what is MCC, Trustee Schwank? The Mundelein Community Connection. There you go. What do they do? Promote uh, Mundelein. There you go. In well, Throughout the area, really. They now own Park on Park. Right. Um, they they run the farmer's market, the, the craft beer. The um, arts festival. The arts festival. Yeah, they yeah. do a lot yeah, they throughout lot. the village. And we spend... Santa's Cottage. Yeah, Santa's Cottage. Yeah. So we spend, um, over the last few years, between twenty and $30,000 a year as a grant to MCC. Right. Um, and this year they've asked for 30,000 and trustee Russell pointed out that 
we get more than thirty thousand dollars yeah. worth out of that in the the business that they bring to Mundelein. Yeah. So it's it's definitely well worth it as yeah. a grant to a nonprofit that does so much for the community. Yep. Okay. All right. Now on to the village board meeting, which we started late because the, our our meeting okay. ran over, but that's just how it goes. Okay. Um, we did the the normal pledge of allegiance, attendance, all that. Um, approval of minutes from the prior meetings, public commentary. There was only one person that mm -hmm. spoke. I didn't catch his name. Um, I didn't either. He, he said it rather quickly, and uh, I, I just couldn't catch it. But he and his family own a liquor store um, down by Butterfield and Route 60, mm -hmm. and uh, they would like to add gaming. So currently, our, our ordinances don't allow for gaming at liquor stores. You have to have a a VG1 license, you know, actually have a bar kind of place mm -hmm. to have gaming. And so seats. He, yeah, seats. seats. And he's just asking for that to be considered. So, so. we didn't take any action. We, we listened and um, I'm sure he'll be working with staff to further that conversation. Mm -hmm. um, up next was the beautification committee presentation for the mayor's monarch pledge. Go. Gail Becky, man. She is a rock star. She is. Um, she put together that presentation. So the Monarch Pledge is basically we're trying to become a monarch-friendly city. Um, and this is one of the steps you can do it by the mayor proclaiming a Monarch Day, which is going to be in June at the Farmer's Market. Mm -hmm. We're going to have – we're still working on it, but I think we're going to have a lot of cool stuff. We're going to have stuff for the kids to do. We're hopefully going to have a native plant sale slash exchange at it. Um, there's a native plant nursery that's way, 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 way west of here, and they typically don't come to this area other than, like, for, um, like, the – forest preserves plant sale and so they hopefully will come to that we're also going to work on presentations with the fremont library um to kind of get that information out in the community and some other we'll also be expanding our website we do have a what's it called like under it like a sub page there we go a sub yeah jesus a sub page but it's, there's nothing into it yet but we will be creating the sub page with information on how to make your garden a monarch friendly garden um so gail gave her presentation about kind of like all those things and why monarchs are important um this is one of their summer breeding grounds and so um we want to try to attract more pollinators and more um native plants to the area basically is the goal so this has been a project of mine like a little pet project since i sat down with john lovato probably right after i got elected about making Wonderline prettier and more sustainable and this committee does both um so this is an effort into the sustainability by planning kind of like native species, things like that. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm excited because my house is a complete wreck from this drainage project. Yeah, you can plant whatever you want. Installing a sewer line and we're doing a whole yeah. bunch of landscaping uh, when the weather. So, yeah. Nicer. So like so milkweed, I'm, I'm everyone totally knows in. is like a big is the big thing with butterflies because that's the only plant that they can breed on. Of course, there are tons of other pollinator plants, uh, marigold, Mexican sunflower, coneflower, tons of other plants that are nectar plants which they will um feed off of a, but milkweed's the only one that they breed on um so yeah there's also a proposal that we are going to do some rest habitat restoration behind the fire station um which would be done with a master gardener to show us kind of like what we could get rid of and like pull out in, okay. in order to allow the native species to thrive Okay. So this is just one half of the American Bloom Committee. There's two subcommittees, this one, and then there's another one that's like more geared towards beautification. And we'll be probably be hearing from them soon because they've proposed some really cool ideas as well. So this was the first step towards a monarch-driven summer. I'm all in. 
All right, so let's go. So. All right, next up we talked or we uh, had a presentation from the Lake County Convention and Visitors Bureau. So they gave us a report. Uh, one of our trustees, Trustee Russell, sits on their board. Mm -hmm. And um, so they come and, and give us a presentation. Of what they do. Yeah. yeah. Every year or two? They didn't do it last year. Shocking. Yeah, shocking, right? <laughs> um, but we did hear from them once before since yeah. we've been on the board. Yeah. Uh, and this year they, they kind of gave us an update on some of the numbers and, and how how much information they put out about Mundelein and the mm -hmm. interactions that they get with those um, social media posts and blog posts and yeah. it's quite impressive yeah um and then they also presented two awards yeah that was cool yeah so the state of illinois the state of illinois hosts this what is it, like a makers a makers um, know, awards well, yeah yeah they recognize different makers throughout the communities uh in the state and they started off with 200 yeah and now they're adding some more so 28 this year 28 this year yeah. that got added and, and two of them. Two of them are from Underline. So they actually got a plate, like an award That is plate made in Illinois. That's made by one of the makers. Yeah. And um, those went to Patterson Glass and Tony Cannoli. Yep. So it's it's awesome to see two Mundelein businesses mm -hmm. being recognized at the state level. Um, and now they will be further publicized and, and yeah. hopefully grow their businesses too. Exactly. I told... Um, Obviously, my son loves Tony Cannoli. Who doesn't? So Theo will be there this week to check out Tony's new plate because he was quite impressed by it. So. Oh, yeah. I, it was cool. Up. So Yeah. Tony, I need some uh, keto cannolis, please. Thanks. Couldn't you just eat the cheese? I guess I could. But it's sugar in it. Yeah. Also, don't Tony, don't listen to his nonsense. Everyone <laughs> just likes real cannoli. That's true. <sighs> All right. So up next was uh, public hearings. There weren't any. On to the mayor's report, and the mayor uh, issued a proclamation for the mayor's monarch pledge. There you go. So that's the first step yep. to getting the monarch. There's summer. like three different things that you have to do to, in order to get recognized, and this is one of them. So awesome. Um, yeah, I'm hoping that this night at the farmers market turns into our little like butterfly fest, and we'll have some cool stuff to do. I'm hoping that we we will have stuff for kids to do. Like I envision us maybe having caterpillars that we can grow into our own butterflies. Caterpillar costume. No comment. No comment. Things got to be kept secret. Okay. Okay. Um, <laughs> next up was a meeting call for the finance committee meeting. So this is not going to be a a village board meeting. It's um on a completely separate night april 4th so we'll meet and discuss the budget and Yeesh. have a presentation from um our village administrator eric gunther and take it from there yeah that's you man that's me Sheesh. yeah we actually had a um a small meeting with myself and the mayor um and the village administrator and finance director before our committee the whole meeting to kind of go over what what some of the budget stuff looks like so it's still being wrapped up but it's looking very positive that's good yeah. Uh, let's see. Next, parades and public assembly. We just changed the ordinance for this um, to make streamline some of the processes. So not everything has to come before the village board now. Correct. Yeah. So our standing parades that we do every year just can continue on with a you know approval from the village administrator. That's smart. Yeah. Um, and then we amended the village board policy and development review process. So this was for um, what comes to the village board and how the entire development process. Also just like process. formalizing this more was yeah. a nece necessity too. Yeah. So how things are, how, how we it's reviewed. appoint negotiating team members and how things are, are brought forward and yeah. through the process for developments. 
Um, under trustee reports, community and economic development had quite a lot. He always does. He man. always does. Um, the first was a, a barbershop, and I did not catch the gentleman's name, but he is totally excited about opening oh, opening his, his barbershop. Oh, I can envision it, too. I feel like it started with a J. Whatever. I can't remember I can't for remember. sure. Um, but there's going to be a new barbershop in the uh, shopping center next to Rogan's Shoes. Did anyone catch how young that kid was? He had to be, like, in his young 20s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and he said that opening his own business, his like, grandfather's dream to have him open a business and a barbershop, and here he is doing it. Yeah. Um. So he's going in between Rogan Shoes and the roller rink, and we had to issue a variance because that land is is technically uh, zoned for residential for, re- for, for, re- for redevelopment purposes. Redevelopment. But right yeah. now, there's no one interested in it. So right. So for for now, it yeah. makes sense that we continue the use of of commercial, commercial. and. Um, did you, you catch not. him talking about how he like wants to partner with the schools to do like back to school haircuts? I know, and Stop. for for first, first responders, responders oh, yeah. I don't know if any of our first responders have hair though. I know that was a priceless moment when he said, "Oh yeah, we'll give uh, free haircuts to the police officers in the fire department," <laughs> and our our chief of police is sitting there. Uh, Who is bald? Absolutely bald, <laughs> and he the look on his face was just priceless. <laughs> <laughs> the fire chief's got some hair so maybe. he does he does yeah <laughs> but i thought it was such you could just like see the passion in him and it was it was really good to see like a young entrepreneur like, yeah absolutely chasing those dreams man yep absolutely um next we had a couple of motions for carriage crossing so this is Hey-o! right by your house yeah but this means like it's moving again right yeah so you this know? is the the senior living center on midlothian over by the regent center yep and they started, they cleared the trees, and everybody was like, oh, what's going on? And then they stopped. Also, minor details, the pandemic. Yes. Hit. and That as, industry was crushed. Yeah. they Most people know that industry yeah. got hurt horribly bad. Yeah. And so they actually came back to us to continue this project, but also modify it. So, you know, the building is now a little smaller. It's yeah. a story less. Um, they're trying to save some money, but also continue their growth. So Super we pumped. had to modify Did some of our documents. Did you hear them that they're going to break ground in May, possibly? That's what they're trying That's for. That's two months from now. Yeah. So um, they told us that they, they're kind of stuck between permitting and financing. Yeah. And they, they need, this is steps towards it. Yep. They need to get this done so that they can pull permits to get the financing in order to continue the construction. So they're, they're moving right along. Um, let's see. Impact fee amendment. So this was for... Uh, capital development fees, stormwater management fees, transportation All of our fees. fees for the yeah, so we just um, had an amendment to um, some exemptions yep. for those fees. Uh, a sign variance, and this was for Mundelein Crossing. So we haven't had a sign variance request in a long time. Mm-hmm. When I saw this on the agenda, Did I kind of had a nervous? little panic attack. And uh, so this was because the sign that's currently installed is bigger than what's allowed by code. Right. And they want to modify and replace those signs, and they just want to be able to keep the same size. Right. Which I feel like for a giant shopping center that's on a Yeah, so Mundelein Crossings is over where Target freeway, yeah. and uh, Home Depot and all that is. So they're yeah. um, the it's not in the it's not like a small right residential the, area like small the management. Uh, you know, the head of the management yeah. company. I'm not sure if he owns the property. I, I, I kind of got that. Uh, yeah, I'm not, I did get that impression too, but I'm not sure. But anyways, he said he's the, been in this area for 27 years. That's quite a long the time. The guy that manages that was there to talk about um, 
how much the property has had um, interest wise interest since, since we've come out of the pandemic since coming out of the pandemic and also he he recognized the growth behind the shopping center mm -hmm. and in front of it has definitely brought a lot more interest and their available square footage has dropped almost in half now yeah so with with more interest pending correct yeah so, so it's pretty strong in businesses which is good yeah um, and then every year we're required to have the zoning map um, approved. So we approve the zoning map and any of the changes. Here comes one of our kitties. Oh, man. Come here. <laughs> Are you going to join the podcast? She's our vocal kitty for sure. Um, let's see. Public Works. There was um, nothing from Public Works under finance. We did the, the general payment of bills. It was $524,000. $761.30. So a modest amount compared yeah. to some of our other expenditures, but still on the lower end. Stay tuned as we change fiscal years. <laughs> <laughs> that will change. And that number gets bigger. And yeah. Come May, it yeah. always goes right back up. Yeah. All right. Public Safety Committee. What the flock? Jesus. Wow. It's <laughs> quite the intro. Uh, there was just I'm one. I'm pretty sure we should title this episode, What the Flock. Oh, oh, Clickbait much? Oh, God. <laughs> Our views will be up. Okay, so there was one motion on the agenda, and it was regarding ALPR. No, automatic license. Is it P or D? P. PR, yeah. A Automated license plate readers. Yes. Yeah. Okay, there we go. Yeah, what those are are stationary cameras that are used to basically, like, scan license plates as you drive by, and they're used for um, investigation purposes only. So if there is a... Um, I'll just randomly a car stolen out of pick your suburb and we know that they say it was in Vernon Hills and we know that they headed west like they would likely come to is that right well mm -hmm. yep just making sure god knows I don't know directions that's true you do they not. would come towards Mundelein and we should be able to like scan the cars that go through to see where they continue to so Vernon Hills has this McHenry has this Libertyville is in the process of getting this Wakanda is in the process of getting this um there are like LA County uses this. There's tons of police jurisdictions around the country that use it. Um, it was Eric and I talked about it before the meeting and I talked about it with the police chief and so did Eric. Um, trusty Schwank. Sorry. My bad. So okay. whatever you go by these days, Eric is fine. <laughs> and, um, both of us had like nervous opinions on it at mm -hmm. first. Um, mine at first, um, because this feels like a little bit big brother ish. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I told, you that like I was torn between feeling like big brother and then also being like a worried mom that wants crime prevention. Like how do you balance those? And that's what I was like torn on this. Um, I talked to the police chief and then also our village administrator, who's obviously the former police chief and got kind of some insight on it. So um, the, prior to this, they were, the police were doing this essentially from their squad cars. They were able to do this. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, he also, you know, kind of told me, and I, I was worried about, like, what else this data could be used for was a concern of mine um, and yours. And um, the only jurisdictions it's shared with are other municipalities in, in, in investigation work, which made me right. feel better. Um, so, ultimately, I voted yes, and I you voted not. no. I voted no, <laughs> so the motion did pass four to two. Uh, myself and uh, Sol Cabachuela voted no. And my issues are privacy. Um, you know, when I was started to research this, one of the, the items that I came up with was cell phones and that your cell phone just by its presence on the network creates data. 
And just like your car on the street creates data. And that data, in my opinion, should require a warrant or a subpoena to, to capture if it's more than what the eye can see. If I can see you, then that's that's no there's no expectation of privacy. But if it's if we're relying on technology to scan more than what the eye can see, then in my opinion it should require um, a warrant and, and I fear it violates the Fourth Amendment. So um, the other concern you had was fo like FOIA. FOIA. The so I talked to our FOIA officer a little bit about it. And I talked to, you know, our, our police chief is the FOIA officer for the police department. Yeah. And he, he got back to me on that was that it would only be FOIA-able if it was part of an investigation, if, if an officer requested that information. So I could not just FOIA your You're license right, exactly. plate. That every was our time. concern at first, because like correct, yeah. Be, and I know that he's the authority on this. Yeah. And he says only if the police officer goes and requests your license plate out of the database, could it then be FOIAed. Fair. So okay, yeah. Got or it. if it was part of an investigation. What concerns me is that's the conservative view of how FOIA is interpreted. Well, it does. It and makes you feel FOIA better. Peter had the same kind of response to, which is our other FOIA officer. <laughs> but again, that's the conservative view of it. Right. The liberal view and, and the state has always maintained that the FOIA laws should be interpreted in the most liberal way possible. And in my opinion, the village is paying for that information to be stored that is a record that the village maintains and any time it's requested it yeah. should be provided and now if that's how a court was to interpret it anytime you pass in front of those cameras your information now becomes public record anytime somebody wants to search it and that has not been figured out by the courts nor has alpr cameras stationary or otherwise been figured out by the courts and it has a very high fail rate and I'm we scared as to how this is going to be interpreted in the future. And I'm scared as to the liability that it creates for the municipality. So that's why I voted no. And and the reverse of that is um, we're just going to debate with each other the rest of this. Uh, that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we this is, this is how our conversations go prior to meetings. Um, Mondays generally have a lot of back and forth uh, with everyone, like yeah. not just with you and I, but like with staff trying to figure it out, but none of these decisions are made lightly, right? Like this is not nothing we take with a grain of salt. Um, what, so LA County has had these for quite a long time and it's yeah. never, it's not, it's held up in court. Um, also uh, other municipalities are doing it as well. Vernon Hills has had this for, for uh, over 18 months. The other thing that made me feel this is not the right word, but better about it was that we are more concerned. We are being more conservative with how long we're storing information. So the state allows you to store information for 90 days. We've chosen to do 30 days. Other municipalities are doing the 90 days. So sure. we've chosen to like purge our data faster, which makes me feel a little bit more at ease. But the only way that I would be okay with this and what would have gotten my vote is if the camera was snapping the photo checking the hot list and then dumping the photo if it didn't hit the hot list i wonder and if that technology even exists i'm sure it does i don't know Anyways. yeah okay. so that's how i would would feel comfortable with it um unfortunately that's not what was brought before us so so i voted no
But what's the story? We're here and we're still talking to each other. We're here. We're still talking. And, and as we've talked about in the past, this is now the will of the board moving yeah, forward. Yeah, we'll move on. And, um, you know, we'll, we'll probably be seeing some policies Oh yeah, um, coming sure. out of this. And, and um, yeah, we'll see what, what comes up in the future. All right. So moving on, the building committee. Uh, we had no reports for building committee. Transporta transportation and infrastructure had no reports. Nothing under other reports. Under omnibus vote items, there was a LED lighting conversion. So the Archer Business Center, the, the ABC building there, were switching out some lights and converting that. Um, I actually sent an email to um, Adam Boucher about this um, on Monday because I know the library recently had a lighting project. And yeah. they had some issues with it and had to bring in a new vendor. And the new vendor, it was not... Um, discussed who would get the rebates from ComEd. So, oh. so I brought it up and made sure that that was taken into account here to ensure that this has the lowest impact on the taxpayer. So oh, the vendor gets the, um, the tax rebates so that the village has the lowest upfront cost. Huh, cool. Yeah, I but that was that. taken into consideration. Yeah. So, You're so much smarter than I am. I don't know about all that, but kudos to staff for for recognizing that there was yeah. ComEd rebates. Yeah. That's it. That was pretty much it. We had no other reports from uh, staff, from the attorney, from the clerk. I forgot during public safety. Oh, yeah. Public safety. There's a uh, blood drive. Go. No. There's coffee with a cop. Coffee with a cop. On Friday. Friday. Yeah. At McDonald's on 45 yeah. at starting at 7. Yeah. 8. Starting at 8. 7. 7. 7 to 9, I think. 7 to 9, I think. That's right. God, we're so not prepared. Blood drive, April 2nd. April 2nd. At Station 1. Yep. 9 the, to 3. The signs are already up, so yes. get your blood ready. Is it ready? I probably should have some more water. Okay. Less coffee. <laughs> <laughs> but that's it. I always think about that, and I, I'm pretty sure that caffeine does not go into the bloodstream like that, but if somebody was to get my blood. Just bring it back to life like that. They'd be like, I'm ready to go. <laughs> they'd be ready to roll. Be fine. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we had no executive session. We were out of there early, but it was long because we had it was a meeting. Long, yeah, and you had a meeting before that, and a meeting before that, and we didn't Wolf. get started till later. So yeah, but we were done by eight or eight fifteen. I don't know. My husband was asleep on the couch when I got home. Story of his life. It sounds awesome. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's it. That's it, and uh, we will see you for the next two weeks. Yep, the next meeting is uh, the twenty eighth of March. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll be back for that. Be back. Have a good week. All right. We'll see you later. Bye. See you. Bye.